Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion, Will Blackman. Tim Dwight watches it hit, bounces, picks it up at the 10, slips a defender, football, Ball. football, it's up for grabs, it's covered in the end zone by Will Blackman for a Green Bay touchdown! And now, here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Welcome to another episode of Buecher and Blackman, subsidiary of Buecher and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1 when we're doing TV. You can read me on Bleacher Report. You can hear me on Radio.com and uh, Intercom Terrestrial Stations. And you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buecher and on Instagram at Rick underscore Buecher. He <laughs> is Will Blackman, Super Bowl champ. You can find him at the Wine MVP. He is the MVP wine guy, but you can find him at the Wine MVP and at, of course, at Will Blackman. Uh, his All of his other uh, places that you might find him are on hiatus along with the NBA because... Terrible. That's what's happening in the business right now. It is. Yes. Actually, correct. And so I am known as the NFL wine guy, but yes, okay. the Wine MVP is correct. Okay. Good. Yeah. So we're actually, this is the second try that we're, we're making at recording this because Will was upset that I had forgotten exactly what his handle thing. was. You don't need to know that. It doesn't matter. I like to pull back the curtain. I like to pull back the curtain. The whole point of rehearsal Yeah. is that once you pull back the curtain, you're good to go. Well, if I thought that we were going to do this perfectly, then, <laughs> then I'd be okay in saying they don't need to know that we had a dress rehearsal. But... Since the chances of that happening are not very great, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and let them see the raw material. I want to see. I want to let them know how the sausage is made, and my wine guy is drinking wine. So who knows where this show will go? Actually, actually, this is this is unfermented grape juice. Is that right? This is Welch's. And why would you be doing that? <laughs> because I'm. I just want some juice. <laughs> oh, okay, out of a wine glass though. It was the closest thing to me. Okay. All right. How, how are you doing, though, with the Rona and with the quarantine? And what's it like in your end of the country uh, or your end of the state, rather? Yeah, well, right now we're OK, our household. Um, I will say one fortunate just due to the fact that um, 
I guess where we live, it's we're in, we have open space. Yeah. You know, it's, I think about my family members back East, uh, especially, you know, my cousin, he, he lives in, in New York and he actually is in stable condition due to contracting the coronavirus oh, wow. himself. Yeah. So I just know New York got hit pretty hard and, and my, my cousin up there, he's, he's one of them, but yeah, was, we're being super smart and diligent, not going anywhere unless we really have to, you know, probably going to the grocery store like once a week if need be. Okay. Um, it's funny cause my wife, she's, she, it, it's funny because now it's unfortunate, obviously what's going on. So everyone's more cautious, but my wife is like that before the coronavirus. Really? Ter- oh, in terms, like she, she literally mops the house every day. Really? Oh yeah. She cleans everything every day. It's especially once we had kids, she made sure anyone that comes in the house, you wash hands before you do anything. I mean, my, my hands are just torn up dry uh today when she went grocery shopping we went out there and we literally took clorox wipes and cleaned every single item before we brought it in the house (laughs) wow okay well you guys are safe so in the in the last podcast i talked about how i was at the nets lakers game and ran into kd outside the locker room and talked to one of the lakers and Actually, like they, they had all this protocol in place, but then Jacques Vaughn, the Nets coach, came out, and he and I know each other well. And I thought we were going to do like an elbow bump, or we're going to do you know the, the the socially appropriate whatever. And he just gives me shakes my hand, and I was like, okay, I guess I guess we're doing this. And it was at a time where the the concern wasn't where it is now. It was just the beginning of this. I mean, I just been in a building full of people watching a game and nothing felt that different outside of the media protocol but well, it's weird because you don't want it's like don't be offended because i'm just being cautious right you know what i'm saying is i was i was at the park a week ago and i had a a kid i was training and, and i saw one of the parents and it was kind of like don't be offended if i don't want to shake right for well, now, when was when would this you were so you were out this was last week last tuesday so are you still training people or are you full no i shut that down yeah okay yeah so my wife right before they had the sheltering in place in california had a, a colleague of hers over at the house who has since tested positive and so I was suddenly, and this is what I talked about in the last podcast, like between, you know, seeing KD and being at that game and knowing all the Nets and the Lakers who tested positive and then a friend of mine, my wife coming by the house and her testing positive and then my, my, my daughter coming down with like a severe headache and a sore throat, you immediately realize like we've been doing all these things, I mean, outside since the sheltering in place, uh, or certainly over the last 10 days, I don't know that I have been within six feet of anybody outside of my immediate family. So we've been pretty good about it. We've shut down everything. The kids are taking school uh, online from home. Um, my wife hasn't, I think she's gone into her office when the building was empty, but... Uh, for the most part, we've ta- we've we've taken precautions, and yet that still doesn't safeguard you. It doesn't safeguard you, you know. And so, I, I wonder for you though, like being set up, like how 
how challenging is it to be quarantined? How, how challenging is it to create this bubble that you're living in with your family? Well, I guess the, the one thing that is beneficial is the fact that I grew up on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So a lot of winter storms, a lot of hurricanes where there was a lot of school cancellations and I was a homebody. So I love being at home. I could sit in my room all day <laughs> and, and be extremely creative. Even when my father would ground me, I was like, perfect. <laughs> I could, I'm good. Not, was, not a punishment. Didn't let him know it, was, it wasn't a punishment, but you were good with it. I was good with it. Yeah. And same way our kids, they're homebodies. We just, that's what we do anyway. We hang out as a family. We hang out at home. Yeah. We get creative. We have fun. Um, I ended up taking my neighbor's hoop because we don't have one and he never uses it. He has a really nice basketball hoop and I just took it. He said, yeah. So we brought it over here. I backed backed the cars up so they pretty much blocked the driveway so you can't really see us. And we just go out in the yard, play. Uh, We didn't heat up the pool because the weather's been weird around here. But yeah, I mean, in terms of our lifestyle, it it doesn't really change much. Yeah. But in terms of um, for me, career-wise, it it definitely, like you said, it I'm on a hiatus. It stalled a lot of things. This yeah. month, this month I had a, actually an audition with Fox to to call live football games. Wow! And, yeah, and it's supposed to be this month. Wow! And I was excited for that because that's if there's anything in the industry that I want to do, it's that I want to call games. Right. That's that's like I'm yeah ready for that. Yeah. And also meetings with other networks. So to get that part off the ground is definitely definitely took a took a huge hit. Um, but in terms of the wine business, it's pretty much all online. Huh. So I can do everything from here uh, in terms of being into the uh, the POS system. I just sent you know a, a buddy a colleague of mine back east. He's Asked me if he, I could fill up his wine cellar, so I, ended up, you know, taking his order and doing it from here, and it should be there sometime next week. Uh, I got another uh, colleague here in, in LA, and same thing. So I'm able to do all this here, and then also too, with the Wine MVP our subscription, we're going to be able to tar- start taking pre-sales next month. So once again, it's all online. So that's the one. That's the one benefit. But in terms of me going around taking meetings and doing this and that, that's really been a hindrance huh. and, all, and all that. So how many people how many people do what you do as far as wine is concerned? Because it seems like you've no grown idea. this thing really quickly. I have no idea. Huh. Okay. In, in terms of what I'm doing. Yes. Because w- what I'm doing is, yes, a lot of people have the wine subscription club, you know, but also I'm – I'm doing a personal concierge side to it. So, right, these these private clients, they call me personally like, hey, do you have, you know, Lafitte, you know, Rothschild, which is a really hard to get wine from France. Or, you know, do you have maybe somebody wants a Screaming Eagle? I happen to, you know, know the Cronky family all of a sudden now. If they want something in, in particular or, like I said, my buddy was like, hey, you know, I have – a 300 bottle seller. Right. Fill it up. Right. Cool. I'll do that. Then, you know, or, you know, once the people who are in my system, I can call and be like, hey, we got this, a good deal for this. Do you want it? And he'll be like, yes or no. If they do, I just, boom, I log it in, pay, and send it to them. 
So I'm on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to uh, to Fox and FS1. I was able to host Speak for Yourself yeah, cool. the first week in March. And I'm now, now that we have this hiatus, I'm like, okay, you guys remember I, I was pretty good, right? Like, I get, am I going to get to do that again? It's almost like I had a chance to show them what I could do. And now, like, we're, you know, we're very, we, the show just came back. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do some phoners and I have a camera in the house. So I'll, I'll get to guest some on the show. But it's obviously, now I'm, I'm in a place where I had a chance to audition basically for a different deal. And now I'm just hoping that what I did was not forgotten by the time that we get back to, <laughs> right. to, to, to actually doing more. So um, I, I wanted to ask you, because this has come up with, with the NBA and the players being out. And uh, first of all, do you have a home gym? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jim, do you work out at home? Yes, I do. I, and- I decided to put a home gym or create a home gym probably like 2012. Okay. Why? And, uh, the reasoning is I felt like I was training for hours away from my house. Okay. And I felt like I have acquired a, enough education and information on how to train myself. So from 2013 to 2018, I trained myself every off season. With and that was by yourself, not not with a trainer at your house. No, not with a trainer. This is by myself. And How? yeah, and the reason is because I, w- I want to be home. It's like okay, let me go in a garage for two hours, maybe go run down the street somewhere for like 35 minutes, and I'm home. Before training, I'd be gone for like five hours. And how many guys? How many NFL players do you think have gyms at home or do what you did? I don't think many do. Yeah. Just for the fact that guys pretty much rent I think a lot of guys rent homes in areas where they want to train. Okay, where they want to especially as a late they want to go to facilities where everybody else is at. Hmm. You know? Now, once you get into the upper echelon, like you look at LeBron James or you look at Cristiano Ronaldo. Sure. Or people like that, they have home gyms and they fly in trainers. I right. know a buddy of mine personally Ryan Flaherty, who's the senior director of Nike Performance, he actually, you know, flown everywhere to these personal home gyms. So I understand, I get it, I get that part. But for the most part, a lot of guys go to different places. Like I know last year Odell, he rented a home in Big Bear to go train and flew out a couple guys to train. You know, right? Yeah, that's see, that's the part for I think people don't realize that uh, other than the upper echelon guys. A lot of guys are are sometimes in a transient position. They're either they're renting in a you know a condo or an apartment or a house where they're playing, or they have a house someplace else, but they haven't necessarily tricked it out because they don't they they haven't put down those kind of roots yet. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and and once again for me because I have a, I have a family and I just I wanted to be home. Right. So right. Um, but, but my point my point was when this happened, because uh, I wrote about it and I was surprised by the number of of fans who were like, "Oh, these guys all have home gyms. Like, how are they going to get out of shape? They they all you know they all got a court, they got a home gym, they got all that." And I'm like, "No, th- not as many as you think," and because largely especially when the NBA, you've got 24-hour access to your facilities, right. wherever you are. And if, and, and if you're you know, in your off-season spot, chances are you've got 24-hour access to somebody else's gym. Right. <laughs> so you don't need to have it at home or you don't have to have like what you would need to stay in shape. And I think that's, that's the other part is like – People are thinking, oh, staying in shape. You got like an elliptical, you got a spin bike, you got a treadmill, and you got a couple weights, maybe you got a squat rack. Like that's staying in shape. And I would think that for it's your... not high it's not top performance training. Exactly. That's 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 what you're getting at. And exactly. It, now if once again, if you have the knowledge where you can do that and the discipline, that's one thing. But right. ninety ninety nine percent of guys don't. I was able to acquire this one machine that I used to perform. It's called an isokinetic. My trainer, Gavin McMillan at Sports Science Lab, his machine is what I use. And I was able to understand, okay, I can do these certain exercises. My garage, I only have like literally three. I have a, I have a squat rack with the pull-up bar. I have the isokinetic machine. I have a glute ham, um, a bike, elliptical, and there's another device called a K-Box, eccentric. So these are like, you know – ninja alien type devices that I can get the most out of because I acquire the information and I'm able to do it myself. Hmm. But, um, but yeah, for the most guys who have dumbbells and Pelotons and all that stuff like that's it's not going to happen. Right. There's only a handful of performance facilities in the whole country that guys go to. You have, you know, the exos that is, that's everywhere. You have velocity. I don't know if it still exists. Guys go to D1, a couple of guys go to Florida. So there's like Florida, Cali, Texas, Atlanta. That's kind of where everybody is. And guys like to work out with other guys around this time of year. And so the fact that they can't, that's that's the problem. Yeah. How much do you think um, being able to work out with other elite athletes and to work in these places that have the elite equipment what kind of separation does that create? Like, what kind of edge does that give you, or what difference maker does it does it make when it comes to to being a pro and being a an elite athlete? Well, when you're at these facilities, you honestly you push each other to the max, so your effort is going to be at the most. Otherwise, or you're going to get embarrassed, right. or you're wasting everybody's time. Right. So that's why. That's why it's interesting because all these everybody in sports, for the most part, like in the NFL, we're all cool with each other. There's very few guys that truly don't like each other. Everyone is cool for the most part because in the off season, everyone trains with each other. Everyone hangs out with each other from other teams or the same team. It, you know, guys are always training, and uh, yeah, that's 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 the deal for me. So, do you think it's do, like, but the edge that you get? from that from from working out with other guys do you and i don't know if you can put a percentage on it or but did you do you feel like once you got into the circle of working out with other top pro athletes in pro facilities 
like it took you to another level as an athlete and your athletic performance. Well, yeah, because you're because you're around like-minded people. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's when you were hosting, you know, speak for yourself, like you were around, you know, some high-level people and that's and you're like, "Okay, it's, it's go time. This right. you're around other intellects that understand and can talk sports." Same thing, you're around high professional athletes. Like, yeah, you go to the gym, you know, say 24-hour fitness, you're lifting there, um, not a sponsor. And <laughs> you're just working out there, and you're, and you're working out. You get in shape, and you, you kind of like, yeah, you, you stick out like a sore thumb because they can tell just how you're built. You're a pro athlete, but then once you get, once you go to one of these performance facilities, like I used to, I trained at Proactive uh, a while ago. That's out here, and same thing, Sports Science Lab. When I was there, I mean, you had, you had top, the UFC champions there, like George St. Pierre was in there. Anderson Silva was in there, and they got Troy Palomalo, and then obviously I was in there. And you had so many high, and we had like a dungeon. There was no windows. It was, you know, maybe, maybe you know, two, three hundred square feet that place was, and guys just got after it. Yeah. And you came in there, and you were humbled, and yeah. it was that kind of like a cult, like a secret club, like a fight club. It was like that. You know, it's funny. My so my daughter plays high school basketball for a really high-level program they went to the state semis this year this was a down year they only went to the state semis they've gone to the state finals previous two years and they do a thing uh called sparta which is one of these high performance training things the entire team goes okay yeah um, as preseason, and um and they work on specifically things specifically with with women um women basketball players have a tendency to blow their acls and so they do a body scan and they do like they test they do you put you put you through this whole battery of tests in order to figure out what your physical weaknesses are and how to basically how to just expand your athleticism and i got to tell you man like she went through that program she was a different player when she came out of it and i and i think about it like she's 16 and she's having that experience dude oh, when yeah. I, I i mean you know, when I was going in high school in 16, if you were going to, the, if you were weight training, you were ahead of the game. Like who was weight as a soccer player? Like no, who was I wasn't training, weight training. Right? I wasn't weight. I didn't weight train at all in high school when I played. Yeah, I I trained one time because I. This is back when Nike, the Nike camp was truly invite only. It wasn't like now how they got Nike camps all over the place. You can just show up and and compete. This one was you got an envelope, and it was invite only. And I remember I got that letter and I was like. Oh, there's a bench press. There's a there's a bench press test, and a forty. Okay, well, I need to train. And my father found me. Uh, it's called Nest Northeast Sports Training in in uh, Warwick, Rhode Island, and I went and trained there. And same thing. You, it was everyone was a D one athlete that was there, or went to college somewhere. Like yeah. Rocco Baldelli, you know, the manager for the Twins. He was we went to school together. He was about to be a first round six overall. He went, um, and it was, once again, it was one of those places. Yeah. You went in there and it's like, hey, it's this is not yeah, this is business. Is like we're not hanging out, having a sipping a latte while we uh, yeah, this while is, we do it. This is not a recess. So yeah. I, I did that too, and yeah, I I learned a lot about myself and came out a better person and went out there and, and lit up the Nike camp. Nice, nice. So here's the other part that I don't know that people get, which is, and you talked about it, the competitive element. Like if you're, the, and this is the this is the challenge that NBA players have right now. People think that if you're making money, 
Uh, if you're a millionaire, well, you're just, it's your job to train and you're going to train and you should be in shape and all that. But there's, there's more to it than that. It's like, it's hard. You can't explain it if you never even competed in college at a high level. Yeah. That's a, that's a thing in its own. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, even in high school, you got all-star game, you have camps, you have club. You have all these things. Like some people don't even play high school sports because they just rather play a club because it's more competitive. Right. But people won't. People don't get that. Well, and they also don't get when the, when when there's an absence of that. Like right. I'm going to train and I'm going to try to stay fit, but I don't know when I'm going to play. It could be a month from now. It yeah, could, it's like, different. You, it's, like it's, two, like two years two years ago. Yeah. I was like I can go run, and I end up buying a. Um, this device, I think it's called, I forget what it's called. Anyhow, it's an electric timer. Okay. So I'm able to get feedback when I, as opposed to just running and assuming I ran 23 seconds in my 200. Well, I actually have a watch and an electric timer that's like, all right, I need to hurry up. So I was able to do that myself, but then it became so monotonous where I was like, damn, dude, like I just don't feel like going today. And then I got a text from Terrell Owens. He's like, hey, we're about to run these hills at the sand dune. I'm there, <laughs> right, right? Just because I it was me, Julio Jones, Deshaun Golston, uh, just a bunch of To and and a bunch a couple of other friends. Let's go! It was well, the hardest thing I ever did in my entire life. I'm, I I don't and I do regret going. <laughs> I I feel as if you're also you're a little bit different in that very much a self starter maybe more disciplined as an athlete than the average NFL player. Well, I got like that because the war of attrition, basically, man, like every, ever since I got injured, every off season was me rehabbing and training to get myself back to peak condition. Hmm. Every year I had a fight for my job. Every year I had a fight for my spot. So it was, it got to different, it got different where I had to do what was working as opposed to me just going in and training and, and everything else good. Cause I, I, had I not gotten hurt, it, it will have not been like that. See, that's the other part too is, is if you want to say, hey, these guys have, particularly in, in the NBA, the money is guaranteed. They should, like. But the work ethic is not guaranteed. No, the, the work guy, ethic is not guaranteed, and you could get caught out, and you could get exposed, or you, you could. could get injured. You but could if have a guy is, but if a guy is gifted and talented, and he's worth the compensation, then okay, there's different things about it. Right. Well, and but there's also in a situation like this, where you don't know when you're going to start, but you like you know your 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 hundred mil is taken care of no matter right. what happens. The 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 fear or the hunger or the necessity to say i have to go work out today not knowing when the right. start is going to be that's it's the not there thing. it's just that's not the, there that's the hardest thing yeah. and even something as simple as okay say right now say i'm not signed to a team yeah right i mean actually this happened last year so i'm just training training and i'm training because I'm just training right now, mm-hmm. but excuse me. All of a sudden, you know, let's say it's it's August. You know, no, it's September, and the Raiders are like, "Hey, October 25th, you got to work out." Right. Oh, that's different. <laughs> right. 
that we're ante up now. Right. right? We have a due date. Right. Okay? Right. We're ready to go. But if you're just working, you're just training the train because I got to stay. But you don't know when it's going to happen. I just got to stay ready in case, okay, we start tomorrow. Or I got to be ready in case the Browns call me like, hey, can you come tomorrow? Well, good. I'm ready. But it once again, it becomes monotonous. It is tiring. It is drawn out because you just don't know. But let me get a due date to for to work out for a team. Mm-hmm. That's the whole, that's different, man. Whole different thing. Yep. Yep. No, understood. So, uh, I do want to ask you because you and I haven't had a chance to talk in a while. The um, Brady goes to Tampa Bay. We've got this. We got the separation now of Belichick and Brady. Right. Everybody seems to feel like Brady's has grease the skids he's 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 joining a team that's ready made for him to show what he can do uh more so than he could in new england last year big picture who do you think is going to uh i don't i prove themselves i don't know how you want to define it but who's going to miss the other more belichick missing brady or brady missing belichick I think Brady will miss Belichick more. Really? Yeah. Why for the is simple, that? Because for the simple fact that Coach Belichick paid his dues, and 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 every level, and created him and became a legend just based on what he did for the you know the Giants defense, and then going turning the Browns around, and then yes. coming to the Patriots and getting them back to you know to where they are and, and beyond. Like he's here, he already did everything. Yeah. This is why I think people are underselling. Belichick being without Brady now and having the team that New England had, which just wasn't very talented last year. Let's face it. You lose Gronk. Now you lose Brady. Uh, but, but, and they, and they still won the division and went 12 and four. That's, exactly. the, that's the thing about it. Yes. They, they were not as talented, but they still gave themselves a chance. Well, and that, and, and the part that makes me think people are underselling, what Belichick is going to be able to do is the fact that his work ethic does not seem to have waned at all. I mean, there was just the the tape the other day of him going out and scouting guys, no names, and running them through the drills himself. And I'm thinking, he found Brady. He developed Brady. He's found and developed all these guys over all these years. That's a talent, Right, he likes the, he likes that tedious work. He likes the cha- and he likes the challenge of finding the guys that nobody else thinks can play or don't recognize what they can do. Right, this is putting the same, them in positions to succeed. This is the same guy who's been criticized for not be, for not playing football and not understanding to then turn around to get praised by Lawrence Taylor. Like, okay, I respect this guy. He said Lawrence Taylor said because there wasn't one game. We went into and we were not prepared. Hmm. I respect this guy. Hmm. And he was even ticked off when he left. He was like, Bill Bill should have been our coach. Bill yeah, so that was, coach. that was that when he was the defensive coordinator there. When he was the defensive coordinator. Yeah, for the, for the Giants. And got the respect of him because of his worth ethic. Interesting. Yes. Like that's, 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 that's what I mean is, yeah, of course he's going to miss them because they did so, they did, every, they did some legendary stuff together, right. some Hall of Fame stuff. But, like life goes on. The other, the other thing that I think people may be overestimating, if they're underestimating Belichick, they're overestimating how much 
Brady has fallen off. I think they look at Brady and what happened last year and they say, well, the talent wasn't around him. It wasn't. Well, it, that's true. But I also don't think Brady is the same. I, I, and well, I, well, I think... Of course, of course he's not. And so... 43? 43. So you, yeah. you put him in a brand new system. Like, there's going to be a learning curve. No, for as good yeah, as he is. is, for as dedicated as he is... It's not going to be... It's, it's different, man. It's, once again, it's still football. All right, that does it for this episode of Buker and Blackman, subsidiary of Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. Please rate and review the show uh, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want us to do something for you, send a screenshot of that uh, review or rating to at Buker Friends, and you will be eligible. I'm giving away my commemorative Kobe Bryant Gianna t-shirt that I was given at the memorial. You only received one if you went to the memorial. I would rather have somebody who is, I don't know what I'd do with it, um, other than kind of keep it as a keepsake, but I think there's probably people out there that would wear it and wear it proudly, so I want to pass that along. So we will be uh, giving that away as soon as we hit, I think we have to hit the 200 mark on our, uh, number of reviews. So look for that soon. Next podcast, I will be joined by either Ryan Hollins or a special guest that I am trying to line up at the moment. I'm not going to reveal a name until I know that I've got them locked down. So in the meantime, Will, it was good to reconvene. Yeah, I got to clean up the rest of the kitchen. Yeah, let you get back to that. I got board games to play with the kids. We got our we got our hoop work in earlier in the backyard. We're in a good spot too for quarantining. Uh, so in the meantime, the rest of you stay safe, and thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.